0: Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 54, Do Cameras Even Matter Anymore? This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Thanks guys for joining in to today's episode. To catch more episodes like today, be sure to subscribe to the Filming with Josh podcast. Um, and if you're not yet a member of the Filming with Josh Facebook group, run over to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh, and ask to join the group. Today, the Filming with Josh Facebook group is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. There you'll find information on cameras, uh, how to write a contract, new gear that's coming out, um, pricing your work, things of that nature. So be sure to join the group and join in on our weekly discussions. Today's episode is, Do Cameras Even Matter Anymore? And really what's prompted me to, to make this episode is uh, the announcement that came out this morning, which was... Uh, Canon's announcement of the new EOS R5C—that is a mouthful, EOS R5C—and <laughs> what made me want to do this podcast is you know I was sitting there and I was reading in the comments and um, under Canon's uh, announcement and and on several. Uh, Posts that were made in different pages like News Shooter or uh, CineD.com. And I was reading comments where people were talking about this camera and why it's better than this other camera or why um, this camera is missing something or that camera has something that this one doesn't or that this camera is better than another camera. It's just a lot of that. And as I was reading through those comments, it just reminded me of kind of some thoughts I've been having for the last several months, which is just essentially cameras really don't matter anymore. And really what I mean by that is when I was getting into video, um, Sony had like the FS100 and the FS700. Um, they had just come out with, I think, the F5 uh, a, a little a little bit after I got into video. Um, and Canon had like the C100 and the C300 Mark Ones. Um, and those were all fairly new to uh, the digital video realm. And as far as like mirrorless cameras, there really wasn't really m- much out there outside of um, the GH line uh, from Panasonic. Um, but there were a lot of DSLRs. There was a the 5D Mark II, then eventually a the 5D Mark III. You know, and as such, we, we saw this like big boom and an in, in, in innovation where. Camera companies saw, you know, they saw how people were utilizing these digital cameras, whether they were cinema cameras like the FS700 or the Canon C300 or whether they were um, DSLR cameras like the 5D Mark II or 5D Mark III uh, or even the Nikons people were starting to really see the benefits of what these large sensor interchangeable lens cameras could do. And so we got this big boom of innovation. But over the last 10 years or so, um, you've seen where we've had a lot of missing features from these cameras. You know, like the 5D Mark III was great, but it only shot in HD, and the HD didn't have frame rates higher than 30 frames per second. If you were shooting at 1080p, it didn't have any sort of image stabilization or anything like that. Um, Sony came out with the uh, a7S, and the a7S was um, a revolution for low light, but it didn't have um, a very good battery life. The autofocus was terrible. Um, The base ISO and log was way too high at 3200, and the only way to achieve 4K in that camera was externally. And you know, there was just a lot of a lot of missing things because technology was just changing and wasn't quite where we needed it to be. Um, but over the last two or three years, that has really started to change. Um, we have cameras now, really starting back in 2019 when Panasonic launched their uh, full-frame mirrorless line and came out with the SH1. That's really when when things started to change because. That camera was really not missing anything. I mean, it didn't have, a, it didn't have good autofocus, but outside of that, I mean, it, if you were using it as a filmmaking tool and you wanted a smaller body system than, say, a typical cinema camera, it, it had everything you could possibly ever want. You know, and then Sony finally came out with the a7S III and then the a1 and then the FX3, and those cameras are amazing tools. You know, they all shoot 4K 120. They're all good in low light, they all have great autofocus. They all do HD 240. The A1 even does 8K up to 30 frames. Um, they shoot nice photographs. They have great dynamic range. They have good menu systems and good button layouts now. You know, you have the FX6, which is the A7S III and a pro video body. And it's an amazing cinema camera that with when paired with... The electronic variable ND and built-in XLR inputs can handle pretty much any project you throw at it. You know, you've got the C500 Mark II, which was just an awesome, awesome full-frame cinema camera. You have the C300 Mark III, which is a really great Super 35 cinema camera, and they're, neither one of them were really missing anything. And, you know, eventually Nikon even started to catch up. They came out with the z Z9, you know, and that's an, a, a crazy good camera that has... Uh, 8K internal and it's going to get ProRes RAW internal via an update um, not too far from now and and then Canon came out with the R5 which did have some overheating problems uh, but they addressed it today with the R5C uh, which is basically a cinema version of the R5 thicker body built-in cooling fan to help the overheating issues and they even gave it some extra features like 8K60 if uh, 8K60 RAW if it's powered externally uh, which is cool and they gave it um like 5.9k in super 35 mode which is also a really cool feature and it's a it's you know it's a great camera they've also got the r3 which came out a few months ago it's a great uh camera from canon and so when whenever you step back and you look at that and you look at red with the komodo and the v raptor that came out last year late last year or if you look at um like Blackmagic and their Pocket 6K or their um, Ursa Mini 12K. I mean, at the end of the day, there's just so many cameras out there that shoot great video that it makes me question, do cameras even really matter anymore? And really what I mean by that is you can still buy a camera today that that maybe it's missing some features or maybe it has some issues, like the um, A7 IV has some rolling shutter issues and is capped at 4K60 and that 4K60 is cropped. So maybe those things might be a hindrance for you. But there's other options. So you used to, when you'd have a camera that had issues like that, there would not be any other options because the, and the technology hadn't just wasn't just hadn't caught up yet, just wasn't there yet. But if you look at the a7 IV, for instance, and you're turned off by the rolling shutter or the cropped 4K60 video, then buy an a7S III or an a1, right? Like, it, they might be more expensive, but the point is, is that the options are available, right? If you look at Canon now, if you like the R5 and you wanted to get the R5, but you were concerned about the overheating issues, get the R5C or get the R3 or the C70, you know? And that, I guess that's my point is that there, there are so many cameras out there that are really good. That it really just boils down to what you're looking for. You know, there's no, there's no problems anymore like there used to be when you had the A7 that had horrible battery performance. But there was no better option from Sony. So if you just wanted a Sony mirrorless, you just had to accept the fact that you were going to have terrible battery formats with the a7s version one it just was what it was but you don't have that anymore right because you have so many options available that are really well-rounded it's hard not to find a well-rounded camera today and so as such i don't think that as videographers or content creators or uh, people who are producing commercials and things like that, I don't think, or or short films or whatever, I don't think that you really have to fret over what camera you're going to use because it doesn't really matter. They all shoot great video. They all shoot um, great stills if you're into photography. I mean, there's so many great photo cameras on the market today. And you, you can't even really start to throw things out there like color science and stuff. I mean, you can. Of course, that affects the image, but we have so many great log codecs or raw codecs available now that you can pretty much get any camera to look like any other camera if you know what you're doing in post. So really, at the end of the day, I, I think that cameras don't really matter the way that they used to. Used to that ha- There were so many like, pros and cons to each camera that you had to spend like a lot of time figuring out what to get or what not to get. You, might, you could spend literally months. I know people who have spent months trying to figure out what camera should I get? But it doesn't. You don't have to do that anymore. It doesn't even matter. Just pick one. Pick any of them. If you want a mirrorless camera, you've got the Z9. You've got the EOS R3. You've got the uh, EOS R5. You have got the EOS R6. The EOS uh, R5C. You've uh, you've got um, the. A7S three, the A1, <laughs> you know, the, the FX3. There's so many options there. And if you want a cinema camera, you got the FX6, the FX9, the C300 Mark three, the C500 Mark II, the C70, the Blackmagic Ursa Mini Pro 12K. You know what I mean? The the point is that there's so many good cameras that you just pick whatever brand you want, whatever lenses you want to work with, and what body style or format you're after, and then just don't think about it anymore. You know, I was on a shoot yesterday where I was. Uh, I have this company that I, it's a large home building company, and they hire me um, several times a year to go out and and shoot footage of either homes that are under construction in large subdivisions, or a lot of times it's going to film managers because they're giving out awards to like manager of the year, and I go get a lot of footage of them on site um, working with. Uh, tradesmen and stuff like that and I'm, I'm getting a lot of gimbal shots and slider shots and drone shots and um, handheld shots, and I'm getting a, just a mixture mixture and variety of footage that I hand off to an editor in Houston who works internal for this company, and he pieces the, the the shots together. And used to, when I first started working with them, you know, we weren't at this point in technology, and a lot of my cameras had issues. You know, I, I had the a7 III when I first started working with them, as, as well as the FS7 Mark II and the a7R III. And this wasn't really a job, I needed the FS7 for so I took the mirrorless cameras and they were good but they just had problems you know the a7 III overheated and it had the worst slow motion I've ever seen because you had to go to pixel bend HD to have slow motion and it looked horrible you know and it shot in 8-bit and didn't really have a great baked in color look and the R3 wasn't all that much better you know what I mean but now all those problems are gone because I could get any camera from Canon like the R6 or the R5 or R5C or R3, or I could go to Nikon and get the Z9, or now, like I am doing with Sony, I've got the A1 and A7S3 and FX6, and I could just grab the A1 and A7S3, and all those problems I used to have are not there anymore. So it really doesn't matter what brand I want to shoot with, I just pick whichever one I like and just go shoot. And that's what I did yesterday. I was on the shoot and I shot it with my A1 and my A7S 3 I left my FX6 at home because didn't felt, like, felt like I need it, needed it. And I just went and shot a variety of gimbal slider handheld shots and, and threw my drone up in the air to get some drone shots. And I never even thought about the camera. The camera was an afterthought. I, if I wanted a handheld shot, I just reached in my bag, grabbed one of the two cameras I had with me, threw on a lens, got the shot. You know, of course I picked my frame rate, my codec and, and set my white balance and all that stuff. But the point is, is I didn't have to think, well, this camera's good in low light, but it overheats and has terrible, you know, slow motion. And this camera is uh, better with... <laughs> um, uh, not overheating, but it has horrible low light performance. You know what I mean? Like used to. That's the that's the way you had to think. You had to think about what you're using, and now I just don't even think you really have to anymore because the camera doesn't matter. There's so many good cameras. So long as you don't get you know an older model, or you don't get a model like the A7 IV, which I think has. If you're if you're serious about video, the A7 IV has some issues. I would I, w- I probably wouldn't go that route. But the point is is that you could grab pretty much any modern flagship camera or close to flagship. camera camera, from any of these companies, and you don't even have to think about what you're using anymore. You just go out and shoot. And that's a great way to be, right? I, I just literally, I'm like, man, what 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 resolution do I want? What frame rate do I want? What codec do I want? Set those settings, you know, set my shutter and, you know, set my exposure and go. You know, I I don't have to think about it anymore. And I think it's such a great place to be because now I find myself... Like, I've, I, You know, you always have, should have been thinking about things outside of camera work. You always should be thinking about lighting and set design and um, what kind of motion control devices you're using and your storyboarding and the shots you want to get. Like all of those things should always have been more important than the camera anyway. But the reality is, is the technology made it to where you had to do so many workarounds that the camera did become part of the equation and it could kind of interrupt your shooting process and kind of get in the way of the time you spend focusing on lighting or sound design. And today I don't feel like that's really the case. When I go shoot with my FX6A1 and A7S 3 I just grab the camera that I want to use and throw on a lens and set the settings and then move on. You know, the rest of my time is focused on, you know, do I want to you know, run a three-point lighting or a single-sided light through a scrim or, or, or you know, what do I want to do for audio? Do I want to run plant mics? Do I want to run boom mics? Do I want to throw on a, a lav mic or am I going to rely on Foley audio? You know, I you know, I think about those things. I think about, all right, how's this shot or that shot going to contribute to the overall story or message that I'm trying to present to our audience? And those are the things I'm thinking about. I'm not hardly thinking about the camera anymore. And I think that's such a great place to be, and it's just it's just awesome that we're here today. And, you know, when I look in the comments, like today, for instance, when the EOS R5C was announced and I see people still bickering over what camera's better than the other, I think I think that's all really stupid. You know, you shouldn't be fighting over, oh, this camera has this or that camera has that. My camera's better than yours. It's a freaking camera. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you gave me a Canon... Uh, EOS R5C or R3 or C500 Mark II or whatever, if you gave me an Nikon Z9 or any of those things, uh, I would be able to be just as confident shooting with those cameras as I am the Sony gear I have. You know, I, I shoot with Sony because I like their glass and I like their cameras and I like a lot of certain features they have. But honestly, I could do the same projects I'm doing today with any camera brand for the most part. You know, maybe maybe not with black magic or red because I do use autofocus a lot—not uh, all the time, but a lot because I am a solo shooter on a lot of my work. Um, but but that's okay. Like I just, I just I just focus on cameras that have autofocusing technology, and Nikon, Canon, and Sony all three have that. So I just pick whatever brand I like, whatever glass I like, and then I don't think about it anymore. So it shouldn't be a battle of my camera's better than yours or anything like that. It should just be all come down to how are you telling the story and how good you are with everything else, the lighting, the sound, the camera movement, etc. And that's the way it should be. And that's the way it always should have been. But I think that, I just think that it took some time for technology to get there. And some of those conversations used to matter, you know. Uh, when, when when Canon came out with the C300 Mark II and Sony came out with the FS7, there really was a tough discussion there that needed to be had because the Fs7 had 4K60 and was priced at half the price of the C300 Mark II and you know there was a, there was a big fight there on which one was better than the other but but today they're all so stinking good and they're all still so competitively priced that you just you shouldn't even have that conversation you just pick whatever one fits you and move on you know and like even and even like upgrading like man I look at my A1 my A7S3 and my FX6 and I think to myself I can't imagine when I'd need to upgrade, (laughs) you know, like even if they came out with an A1 Mark II that shot, you know, 8K, 120 frames raw internal, I probably wouldn't switch to it because there's nothing that my A1 today can't do that I need it to do. I'm comfortable with it. I like it. It's fast, easy to work with, and I can't imagine needing anything more than that today. Uh, Same thing with my S3 or my FX6. Like I just can't imagine myself upgrading, Used to, you had to, to get the technology because the technology was still lacking. But today it's all so stinking good that what's it even matter? You know, Canon said that the EOS R5C has 8K60 if you use an external battery source. And I think, and that's, that's in RAW, 12 bit RAW. Don't get confused. That's not the same thing as RAW from a Red or RAW from a Sony Venice or RAW from, um, something like, uh, like, a Area Alexa Mini, you know, it's not the same thing. Okay, not all RAW is created equal, um, but it still gives you a nice, flexible image to work with. And so they announced this this camera that's got 8K 60P capabilities in RAW. Now I didn't even think twice about it because who cares? Who cares anymore? You know, I mean, it were all all these cameras can do so much that and, and it's so overkill. Everything is so overkill. That I, I, it, it just doesn't even matter, you know. It's just specs on a paper, unless you have some very, very, very specific need. Most of that stuff at this point is just specs on paper, you know. Um, and so, I, and I think that's honestly a great thing. I think we're at a point now where you know, people should quit spending all their time on YouTube watching camera wars or camera announcements and and instead just focus more on their craft. And if you want to get on YouTube, watch videos on, you know, how to light better. You know, I look right now at my office and I I just got home from a coastal duck hunting and, and fly fishing trip for redfish and you know, I had a great time. I come home and I've got eight B and H boxes sitting in my office for me that uh, my my wife Andy brought in the house. I got shipped while I was gone. And you know what are in these eight boxes from B and H Photo? It, is, it was all scrims, scrims, or things related to scrims. If you don't know what scrims are, there are a scrim is basically this. You connect these poles together or these pieces together, and you hang them on like a C stand, for instance, and you put up. Uh, diffusion or light reflection. Like I've got an unbleached Muslim um, reflector panel that's six foot by six foot that's going to go on my six foot to six foot scrim I ordered. I also have like a one stop super silk diffusion that's six foot by six foot that's going to go on my scrim. And essentially what you do is if you're shooting through the diffusion, you put a light panel you know, two, three feet away from the six foot by six foot diffusion and that six foot by six foot panel becomes basically like a giant, it's almost like a giant, window with window light, you know what I mean? Um, or if you want, you can gel the light or change the Kelvin and 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 give it warmth and have a six foot by six foot warm diffused light source. Um, you could even swap it out for the unbleached Muslim, put the light on the opposite side, shoot into the Muslim and use it as a bounce. And you're, you know, let's just say you're shooting an interview, it'll put this beautiful... Um, warm look that's soft and subtle and just wraps around the person's face for an interview if you bounce into the unbleached muslin. And those things that I just talked about have nothing to do with cameras. I'm spending a lot of time focusing on adding adding these scrims and these super silks and these unbleached muslin bounces and um, uh, silver bounces and things like that to my video work. And and I have all these boxes in here and I got like this Matthew C stand kit that came in. And those are the things I'm focusing on because I don't even, I don't even pay attention to my cameras anymore. And that's really a great place to be. Like when you can get to that point where you're spending your time thinking about lighting and how you're going to light certain projects or, for audio and how you're going to capture audio for certain projects, that's really way, way better uh, than spending all your time focusing on cameras and what they can or cannot do. And I just think it's so exciting that we're at that point today. And so as such, I don't think that cameras really matter anymore. I think, I think you could ask me, what's the best camera? I'll tell you any of them. <laughs> just pick what you want, whatever you want. You know, do you do you like Canon? Do you like the layout of their menus and and their straight out of box images? You know, and and if, if that's if your answer is yes, go buy a Canon camera. You know, and buy whichever one fits you. If you're into sports photography or wildlife photography, but you also want to do some video, grab the R three. You know, if you want to do. Uh, um, uh, uh, some mainly like wedding photos and stuff, but do a little bit of video, grab the R5. You want to do video full frame, but you want a mirrorless body, grab the R5C. If you want a cinema camera, grab the C500 Mark II or C300 Mark III, you know, and that's just canon. The point is, is like, just pick a brand that you like, pick, pick a camera that body that fits the style that You're looking for, and then just get it and shut up and go shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I really think that's the best place to be. Spend the rest of your time focusing on lighting, audio, and storytelling, and and uh, and, and man, it'll make you a better a better content creator or a better um, videographer or DP or whatever you want to call yourself. And I think that's just an awesome place to be. I think that's where we are today. So I, I think this the point of this podcast really. It's just to say that I, I really don't think the camera matters. I think you can get on the Filming with Josh Facebook group, for instance, and you can post questions asking about cameras, but just pick one, man. Pick one that fits your budget, fits the style you like. Just get it and go shoot. Um, if you want to ask real questions, let's, let's, let's have conversations about lighting and audio and storytelling and uh, you know getting and securing clients because really, at this point today that's what's going to make you different than the competition. You know, you can own a red uh, V Raptor, and I could own an A1. And, you know, if we light things similarly, and we use similar glass, we're going to get similar results. You know, you might have a little bit more headroom with uh, you know, red code raw than I will, but at the end of the day, like we can still get very similar results. The red's not going to set you apart as much anymore. Um, maybe in the name brand, but even even then, people are hiring people today, not not caring as much about that anymore. Unless you're unless you're working at a specific level. Um, but the point is, is like the camera's not going to really set you apart. What's going to set you apart is everything else. And honestly, that's a great place to be and it's going to help weed out the competition. And if you are able to figure out how to be a great storyteller and you get good at lighting and good at sound design, you'll be able to make a long career out of this because cameras, they don't matter anymore. It now comes down to your skills. Thanks, guys, for listening to today's podcast. It was a short podcast, but it was just something that was on my mind. thought I would jump on and and chat about that and start a conversation. If if you're listening to this podcast and you're not yet a member of Filming with Josh, be sure to hop on to Filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. And let's have a conversation about something other than cameras. I'll see you there. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.